Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Local Homeschoolers podcast, where you come for local resources and encouragement. I am your host, Autumn Frisbee. Welcome to the show. We have with us today um, Amanda Silvestri, a Wellington resident, wife and mother of two. Amanda is a candidate for the Palm Beach County School Board District 6 in 2022. I'm looking forward to our conversation today on uniting the community and encouraging parents to get engaged in their children's education. So let's jump in. Yay, so excited to be here. Thank you. Would you share with the listeners a little bit more about your family, your education, and your career background? Okay, yes. Um, I have two children. My son is seven in first grade and my daughter is nine in fourth grade. I have a legal background, but I did step away from my career to raise my children so that I could be there for all the volunteer work and extracurricular activities, help with the homework, etc. And I don't regret it for a second. Um, we love to coach t-ball, soccer. Our kids are in soccer now. T-ball is kind of done for my son. Um, and my daughter, they both do piano. And my daughter also, uh, she's in the musical theater at school. Okay, great. And um, since the pandemic, you've been very active attending the Palm Beach County School District board meetings. And you've also stated that the pandemic has awakened many families in the community. Many, in fact, I feel like choosing to homeschool. Um, Is this what inspired you to run for the Board of Education? And kind of what are the policies that led to your decision to run? Yeah, it definitely is the reason I'm running. So first, I never really paid close attention to who the school board members were, to be honest with you, until I had to watch their reopening plan. And I was devastated that they would not consider opening the schools. Um, My son was starting kindergarten online, so that was just absolutely terrible for us. Um, So once they decided to do in-person meetings at the school board and they had opened the schools, they were requiring the mask. And immediately that just wasn't going to work for me, for our children. It was, they were suffering. They were struggling. Some people, you know, they call it resilient with the masks. Um, I, I disagree with that. And, you know, I don't think our children need to be covering their faces when they're so low risk. And my children were having, t- uh, you know, some terrible things go along with uh, wearing the mask. So I went to the meetings and I would try to express my concerns to these people. And They just refused to listen and were quite disrespectful. They were kicking parents out of meetings. I mean, there were some rowdy parents and I I was not one of them. I just wanted to go there and, you know, literally express my concerns for my children because these are the people that were making these decisions. Mm -hmm. And um, while at these meetings is when we discovered all the other stuff that they're putting in the schools and thank goodness for the pandemic and for parents like myself and many others that started really paying attention because they've been doing this stuff for years and no one was watching them. And now all eyes are on Palm Beach County School Board. And I'm thankful for it because some of the curriculum and other things that they're implementing in the schools are just against, you know, morals and values of of many of the families. And they're supposed to align with all of us, not some of us. And honestly, they're so hyper-focused on these radical political movements that they're not paying attention to the, the basic things with schools. These te- the teachers are leaving. We don't have teachers. The schools are filthy. Um, you know, the students are behind. 
it, there's just so many issues. The bullying is at an all time high and there's no punishments for these. It's, it's insane. Mm-hmm. So there's so many little things that they, they could be focusing on to improve our schools, but instead they'd rather focus on the color of our skin and other radical ideologies. And they're not focusing on, on the four walls and what's inside of them. Yeah. And I love how you said awakening families. I feel like the pandemic has opened this, um, this box of things that they're subtly introducing, implementing into the schools, um, like the equity statements and the gender confusing curriculums that are being pushed out to elementary children. And um, Mm -hmm. these fundamental theories, I mean, can we reverse them is um, finally parents are able to see that they're in the school and maybe we can take action now. Yeah. I think a lot of parents, um, still believe it's not. Um, and you know, it's very frustrating to try and explain it to some They're like, Oh, that's not happening here. That's in Virginia. No, it's everywhere. And if it's happening in Virginia, it's coming here if it hasn't already, but I can tell you that it is. Um, if I, if I win, it'll be one of my main goals to combat what's going on while simultaneously fixing everything that they've destroyed. It's, it's going to take time and it's going to take more than just one seat being flipped for us to bring these policies back and have the votes in our favor, though. Mm-hmm. Right. It needs to take the community. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that um, a lot of people are coming together. But what's your vision for education in the community? Well, I would love, uh, you know, some of the things that I stand for. I want to make sure that the curriculum is parent approved. So whatever I can do to reverse this and, and have it so that we're focused on, you know, reading, writing, math, all, all the important factors. That's, that's what I want to do. I want to ensure that the uh, spending is going to towards the children and the teachers right now. Where is this money going? I mean, they're supposed to have all this extra money to be cleaning our schools and they're dirtier than they've ever been. So I would like to know where that money is really going. Um, I think that uh, safe schools is you know, a priority of mine, the bullying and the the violence in these schools, it, it comes from no fear of a consequence. When I was in school, we got suspended. We had to clean the bathroom if we destroyed it. They didn't lock the bathroom to avoid it happening again, which is very dangerous if there was actually a real code red, um, which is a fear a lot of parents have, you know, Uh, expressed to me. Mm -hmm. And as far as education, the number one most important thing for education is teachers, quality teachers in the classroom. Right now they're leaving at an alarming rate. They're done. They're over it. They don't want to deal with this anymore. Mm -hmm. And we're getting, you know, bodies in the classroom. If, if that, if we're even getting that, these children are being dispersed into other classrooms. We don't even have subs. So, you know, education starts with the educators and we don't have enough of them right now. And we really need to focus on bridging the gap for these children. They're the slide from the pandemic uh, and, you know, how they conducted school for the past two years. Yeah. And then since it's um, administrators really removed from the classroom making the decisions, um, the policies are really not in a lo- at a local level at all anymore. Right. And so um, what changes can you make at the state you know, level that's going to change the local level regarding public education? You know, I really think it's just a matter of everyone getting out and voting for the local local leaders that are going to trickle down to, you know, vote how we want. And right now there's so many um, Democratic radical senators and, and they're on the education committee and they're the ones that pass these bills or bring the bills forward. And 
everybody just has to get out and vote red. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they're definitely pushing an agenda in the school system. I think that's a lot of the reason why people have chosen to homeschool. And I think that it's really been a great awakening for people to see what's really happening in the school system. Yeah, I think Um, it's been great. It's nationwide. I mean, people are really waking up and seeing what's going on. Which is great. How has the response been in um, our community for your run for school board? It's been fantastic. The moms are full force behind me. It's great. What I've been doing um, and what I have planned, a lot of um, parents are inviting their close mom friends over and we're having coffee and they're telling me issues in their schools because like I said, I have two elementary age kids. So hearing from middle school and high school parents is imperative for me to know what's going on in all of the schools because I only know what my issues are and what other people tell me, you know, and until I can get the boots on the ground, which I will, if I win, I need people to tell me for now because I can't. Right. And the veil, so to speak, um, is being removed and stories are coming out. And I think that's really on a local level, the only way that we're going to get to the truth of what's really going on. It's, it's really true. And, you know, for us as a group, I, I don't know if you're familiar with the Unmask the Children of Palm Beach County, but um, I help run that group. And as a whole, you know, our focus has shifted from going to the school board meetings and sharing our grievances to just going over their heads. Um, recently, when I was in Tallahassee, I had an opportunity to sneak into um, Caruso's office and I let him know what was going on with the teachers up in Jupiter mm-hmm. um, and that they wanted to come back to the classroom, but they didn't want to comply with the mask mandate, which was so ridiculous that only teachers were required to wear masks at this point. Um, and I let him know what was happening. And I said, I'm going to have him email you like crazy. After I leave this office, you have to help them. And he, that day wrote a letter and it, it was officially, um, Uh, reversed after that. So, you know, there are things that we can do. um, And it doesn't mean that we have to show up at the school board meetings and talk to seven, you know, people that are looking at their computers and getting caught up on emails because they're not listening to us. And one thing I think is so important, um, and I know myself and another running mate of mine for another district, we're both ready and willing to reverse uh, the power of the superintendent, because right now he has he has the ability to make so many unilateral decisions without the votes of the board. And they're able to say, oh, it's his fault. And he's able to say, well, I work for them. And it's just always the pushback where we didn't elect him. We didn't even want him there. They hired him. They didn't even get our community input like they promised. So reversing his power is, is very important and, and getting a new superintendent. Mm-hmm. One who's going to take responsibility. Yeah, and one that's going to do uh, the will of the people. And the people, you know, the, the breakdown in um, District 6 is pretty much 40,000 Republicans, 40,000 MPAs, and 40,000 Democrats. So when they, when they make these decisions, they're only focused on one-third of the community. And that's not, we didn't vote for you to represent one-third of us. You have to represent us as a whole. You know, one thing I don't know if people are aware of is there's seven school board members and of the seven school board members, only one of them has a school age child that is and obviously attends Palm Beach County schools. And many of them, even their grandchildren, do not attend public school. 
So right now, I, I do believe 2022 is the year of the parents. I'm seeing all across the country, we are overturning these seats. This is the year that we can do it. And we have to get some parents' voices on that board. Public school doesn't have to be a negative thing. It doesn't have to be this, you know, co-parenting with the government. It could, we, our tax dollars go for this and they want us to go away. So we're not going to go away. We're going we're gonna to combat you and we're going to fix this problem. So I just really think it's important for the entire community to get on board. And I appreciate you reaching out as a homeschool community. I have another homeschool community out here in Wellington that's on board to help. And I'm, I'm finding a lot of the homeschool moms are just so concerned because this is our, it's, these are our children. They're, they're God's children. It's their innocence. And, you know, they matter. Public school, homeschool, private school, they're, they're all the same. You know, they're all the same children in these schools and, and they can't do this to their innocence. Moving forward, how best can parents stay engaged in their children's education? Yeah, I think it's very important that parents communicate with their children. And this has brought on a whole nother level of communication for me with my, my oldest daughter. And I'm very thankful that she's one that comes home and doesn't just say, oh, I had a good day. I forgot what I learned. Like, she'll tell me everything. It's actually a lot to decipher. But talking to your children is so important. And really kind of in a, in a very innocent way, sharing some of the things that they need to be looking out for and letting mommy know if they talk about this or that. Eva came, my daughter Eva came home the other day and told me about a survey that she did and that she felt uncomfortable. So we went on and looked at it and it was asking about if children of different races get along in your schools and if teachers are respecting race and handing out proper materials that are multicultural and all this crazy stuff. I don't want my daughter taking these surveys, but I'm going to handle that. But really speaking with your teachers every year, I, I let the teachers know what my values are and I make sure that certain things aren't happening with this whole mask thing. I had to really communicate with the teachers and the principals that I, they will not, my, my children did not wear one this entire school year. And I let them know, don't, don't go against me. This is what we're doing. So really getting involved and taking away the fear of them thinking that you're the crazy mom or the Karen or whatever they want to call you. These are your kids. So you talk to your principal, you talk to your teachers, ask for that curriculum and pay attention to the school board policies. I mean, they're long meetings. They're awful, but we need to, we need to really stay engaged and, and, paying attention to what they're doing because they're never going to stop trying to slip things in. They have an agenda. Yes, that is so true. And I thank you for that advice for the parents out there. And then um, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, what is the website address that they can reach out to you at? My website is sylvestriforschoolboard.com and it's S-I-L-V-E-S-T-R-I. Well, thank you, Amanda, for being on the show today. I just appreciate the sacrifice that you're making for our community as a whole and look forward to seeing where your campaign leads you this year. If you have a local resource or local homeschool story that you would like to share on the podcast, please reach out to us at localhomeschoolers.com.